Hello, hello. Hi there. So quite recently, I've been trying... Well, not quite recently, but like the... I can't say for the longest, can I? But, um... I mean, we just started the episode, I'm only rambling. But anyway, for quite some time, you know, I left social media, right? And I tried to ease my way back into it. I tried. Like, I tried to re-download everything. And then I realized that consuming so much was so overwhelming. So I deleted it permanently. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever coming back to this. However, I, you know, have a Twitter that I just used to... Because I do feel like sometimes I like to... Okay, like, quite recently, I just finished watching um, House of Dragons and... I like to, like, go on, like, the tier most times to see the commentary. And because I'm a Marvel fan as well, I like seeing theories and everything, you know, all that. But outside, like, the occasional times when I go to look at, like, the shows or, you know, what may be um, a um, movie account is talking about or, like, critic scores or Rotten Tomatoes or anything, just, like, scrolling willy-nilly on the tier, I realize has given me so much anxiety i don't i want to say and by i'm not basing this whole episode on this i just wanted to point this out just because it happened like quite a couple minutes ago before i started recording but you know i just realized i'm scrolling and i'm like ah, does it feel the same i don't really care about the gossip i don't know i mean i've been disconnected for so long that i don't really the people who i knew just through the internet electronically i don't really know anymore so i don't really care about what they might have going on i don't care to catch up and everything and it felt so weird but at the same time i kind of felt i want to say proud of myself in a way because i for the longest i had this whole idea i'm gonna say that the friends i had when i had them are gonna be my friends for you know oh wow but now that like i still have like my two core best friends but now that I'm growing and I feel like I don't really have have as much friends that I feel like I'll be in a group chat, which I don't want to be on. I feel like it might be overwhelming as well. But just having so many friends from different places and people you could connect over the world, I feel like it's a privilege. And I feel, I've noticed I don't have that yet. And it's quite exciting but scary at the same time. Just because I feel like, same with relationships, friendship is something you kind of have to scale through and pick and choose from and decide on and everything but anyway that was just something i picked on so i re- i don't think scrolling aimlessly on twitter is something i'm gonna ever go back to right now also because I've, i think i so last week i came to the realization that i i mean tmi but i i masturbate too much and you know i had to do some research and watch some videos and there was a scientist talking about how it's not like it's a bad thing because for most people masturbating all the time doesn't necessarily affect you in the long run. I mean, it's uh, they say it's even healthier anyway. And I masturbate most times because, A, I want to get out of the situation that I know I might regret later. So maybe hooking up with someone I don't, I'm not sure of or hooking up with someone that I might regret hooking up when I, you know, orgasm or something. And and then another times I because I remember when I started working like my first job. I would come back home, and 
will be so tired and so stressed and it's like oh what do i need to do and i remember this one particular day i was in the shower i, I was at my dad's house it was a hot shower and i started masturbating and i had this orgasm that blew up the whole fucking bathtub and i felt great so ever since then i think subconsciously it's like okay you're stressed you're tired masturbate and then that just bled into your board masturbate and i had to cut myself like no how about if you're feeling this way and you're not really horny and you don't really want to masturbate, just watch a video, continue reading whatever book you're reading now, or just journal or something, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to do that and because also as well, I've realized I'm so I'm easily swayed. So I could be scrolling and I see someone's picture and they'd probably look sexy and then I'm instantly going through their likes and going through what they look like in the gym or naked or trying to see that I've only fans. You know, pr- I promise you my search engine history is the most bizarre thing. But just to circle back quickly to having an orgasm in a bathtub. So I, let me tell you, semen and water do not mix well. If you know, you know. But for those who don't know, it doesn't mix well. And you would think hot water oil oh, would just like make it slide away. No. You have to... I thought I could just like kick... I mean, this is so descriptive. But I thought I could just, I, I thought I could just kick the whole, you know, drop of cum into the drainage. But no, it like skids and it's like it becomes a lot... Not slimy, but it comes like thicker and more removed. And it's... Look, that I could get into that, but I, I mean... If you know, you know. Okay, whatever. But yeah, um, I'm drinking something different today, guys. And it's not matcha. I'm sorry. It's not coffee. It's matcha. That's what I meant to say. And let me tell you guys something. I, I've so I've said my matcha recipe. Well, not my recipe, but the recipe I discovered, right? And, and the matcha I have today, it's a mango matcha from Chamberlain Coffee. And... I feel like I haven't. I feel like I haven't hit the recipe yet. Like I haven't got it right. I don't know why. So it's supposed to be, you know, matcha, cinnamon, um, maple syrup, hot water, whatever milk of your choice. So I don't have maple syrup, but I have Aunt Jemima's pancake syrup, and I assumed it was the same thing. So I did it, and I had, you know, I put like a couple of dashes of cinnamon. I have almond milk and. Um, I made it. It tastes all right, but I feel like something's missing. And I've realized that ever since I moved from Nigeria, I don't have, like, actual cubes of sugar. So there's that as well. I don't have, like, cubes of sugar or sugar syrup or cane syrup or cane sugar. I don't really use sugar generally because I try to avoid sugar. Because fun fact, let me tell you guys, when I had Instagram um two years ago, I used to review drinks on my Instagram. So different kinds of lemonades and drinks and everything, which was, was, was really fun. And um, I had to go to the doctor for a school checkup. And he was like, you're borderline diabetic. You need to stop whatever you're doing and change your diet. So that's what I did. Ever since I've been trying to avoid sugar and drinks and, you know, all that BS. So here we are. But um, also, I said almond milk. So this is the thing. There's this brand called Malk, like M-A-L-K. This is not sponsored in any way, but I've been trying to find the best alternatives for things. And because I'm, you know, I drink almond or oat milk, um, I was trying to see what the best options was and what what could be, you know, better for the planet and, you know, all that um, good stuff. And I realized that apparently the almond milk I used to drink before had a lot of 
you know, are must I think must um, added sugars and preservatives and everything. But almond milk, saying milk sounds weird, but anyway, <laughs> it's on. I mean, it's unsweetened and it has just three ingredients. And I've seen the people. So I've seen the people who go above and beyond to make their own almond milk and like they crush the almonds and everything. I I only wish I could be that dedicated. Cooking is stressful enough for me. But here we are. So anyway, I'm drinking my um, mango matcha with almond milk. And um, till I get the recipe right, it's quite good. I also frothed my own milk because I don't have a frother. So I improvised and I shook it up in like my um, gym cup that has the, the little metal thing. And it's quite good. But that's enough rambling for the day. I had this idea. So let, let, for us to enjoy the next couple of episodes of the podcast, I thought, let's start the series, right? So the, and before it sounds so weird, I'm just going to explain it really quickly before you like click away from the episode. I read this book called Verity by Colleen Hoover. And it was ironic that I read that book when I did because I initially was going to do an episode about meet cutes and the whole romance of it all. And I realized that they're like, so from like movies I've watched, books I've read and just different stories from wherever, there are different ways in which people fall, meet, meet each other and fall in love and all that um, good stuff. So I thought, why not let's have like a one, two, three or four episode series where we just analyze these meet cutes. So I'm going to talk about Verity and it doesn't sound worth it, but I do think I do a good job of narrating. So I say stick around for like the next 10 minutes and if you don't enjoy it well maybe not 10 maybe 5 we'll see if you don't enjoy it you can click away and um let's see where this goes right so Verity is written by Colleen Hoover and just in case you want to read the book I'm not going to give any spoilers I'm just going to give you a brief narration so we could get into you know what we're talking about but Verity follows this young lady who lives in New York um so just imagine the hustle and bustle of New York and she's a writer but she's not a famous writer she's a writer who doesn't like to be in the public eye so she's going to work this one day and you know there's, there's a little accident on the road and she ha- ends up having blood on her body and everything so she has to obviously get changed because she has a meeting for 10 someone close enough to her helps her you know they go to like a trip like a coffee shop and they change he gives her a shirt and everything so you're probably thinking oh this is where they meet and they fall in love so cliche no actually no so she's going to her meeting and she sees the same guy coming from said coffee shop with a new shirt and she's like oh coincidence he probably works at the building because it's a tall building why not she gets in the elevator she walks up to her office and her boss well not her boss but let's just say her boss is her ex who's her editor and he's told her there's a meeting with these important people. Ding, ding, ding. The guy who helped her from the accident is, you know, said people. So basically, bottom line, um, there's an author who's a lot more famous named Verity who has had an accident, a tragic accident, and she needs someone to take over her book series for the next two or three books, and they choose, you know, said New York girl. She's like, of course not. Of course I'm not going to do that. And they offer her lots of money. And mind you, she had just lost her grandmother. And her grandmother left her no will. She actually left her with a little bit of debt. And she's about to get kicked out of her apartment. So you would think she would be so desperate to, you know, get the cat. But she declines and says no because, 
she doesn't know the writer, the writer doesn't know her, yada, yada, yada. Ted guy says, actually, she's read your books or book and she wants you to finish the series. So she takes the job, but she has to stay at the house of said Arthur, um, Arthur, so she could, you know, kind of see her manuscript and everything. So she's in this house with the lady who's on like a coma, basically. She's like a vegetable in the house. The lady's husband, the guy who helped her from the accident, son and a nurse. And, um, if I go, you know, a lot more into it, it's going to be weird. But I will say this. She's, had, you know, doing her job. And this guy is here. And he ends up falling for her just from the most minuscule things. So maybe she's writing and she, like, slides her, her hair to the side or, like, wraps her hair up in a pencil. He's falling for her. And it's all confusing because his wife is there. But she's a vegetable and they're not sure if she's going to make it. So he's not sure if he's, you know, all of that, right? And I just thought, how ironic that in the most transactional way, because quite frankly, I'm not going to say he's the boss, right? Pause for lubrication because I'm going to drink. <laughs> I must say, with every sip, I enjoy it more. I don't know if it's because I don't want to throw it away, but here we are. But anyway, I just, while I was reading this book, I found it quite interesting because most people, no matter how fine you might be, I'm here to do my job for like a couple of days, get what I need to get for this book. I'm going to go back to New York and write my book. Also, my grandmother just died. I need to get to New York apartment, so I'm very busy. But she's like, you know, reading and she's staying a couple more days and it's getting more comfortable. He's making dinner, inviting her to the table to eat and all of that. And it's weird at the same time because it's like the wife is upstairs. She's not dead. But at the same time, it's like, well, she's a vegetable. So does it really matter at this point? And I just found it interesting because I want I wanted to know, have you guys ever been in a circumstantial relationship where you are present in a situation for a whole different reason, but a relationship happens to come out of it or situation well, I hate that word, not situation. But like heavy flirting and maybe sex, very steamy hot sex, or whatever the case might be. Because I'm trying to remember if I've been in something like this and I have. So I used to my first job in the US, I was working somewhere and there was someone this is actually a very embarrassing story. It's not sexy. But there was someone who I had to interact with from time to time. So he walked up to me one day and he's talking, he's like, oh how do you, where are you from, yada, yada, yada. We talk, 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 talk. And after like a couple of days, so it was one of those things where I don't see you all the time. And when I saw him, I had butterflies. He was a lot older than me, guys. A lot older than me. Okay. And don't judge me for the next couple minutes of this story. So talking to him, I realized he's older, he's married, but he, you know, allegedly him and his husband had an open relationship. So I was just new here, like probably my first two months of moving here. So I really didn't know what that meant. And um, I kind of just went with it. I got his Instagram. He got my number. He called me the moment we got home. We we're talking. And I thought, oh, this is fun. But this is where it got sticky. There was someone else who I just thought was a nice guy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at what happened. I'm talking to this guy. But this guy was talking to work with the guy who gave me his Instagram. And apparently, this other guy I was telling wanted to suck that guy's dick. Do you follow? So he got jealous. And I guess he said something. And this guy... You know, after taking my number on Instagram, he just blocked me, didn't call me anymore, and I'm finding it confusing. So 
so I'm like a very, I'm a quadruple texter. I just keep on texting. So I was texting, texting, texting. I would call at like 5 a.m. 5 a.m. is a weird time, I know, but this is when we woke up for work at the time. I would call nothing until one day he was like, look, I was trying to be discreet because we're at work, but you told this guy that we're doing whatever we, and we weren't doing anything at the time. And, you know, I have a husband and I'm like, oh, I thought you were open. And it, it just got messy. He basically said, I have a loose mouth and I need to shut the fuck up. Right. So I read this book. I was thinking of that. It's like, wow, in cases like this, how comfortable are you supposed to be? How comfortable should you get? Because maybe I'm twisted. Maybe I am twisted. Right. But in my mind, this is a meet cute. Because I can imagine, okay, I have this job. That, I mean, if I'm a writer, if I, if I dedicate my life to writing, I feel like it's because I enjoy it. Because writing is very calming and very enjoyable. I'm writing, I'm getting paid a huge deposit. I'm staying in this house for free till I get my own apartment. What exactly am I losing? His wife's a fucking vegetable. So at the end of the day, I could just wait till everyone's asleep, the nurse is gone, the wife is asleep, and fuck him if I want to. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's what happens. I mean, that's not what happens in the book, but I just was thinking of meat cues and I thought, why not? Let's start with that. I mean, there are different other kind of meat cues that I think we could do in different other episodes of the podcast, but this was just one that, that was still fresh in my head that I wanted to talk about. Do you think it's romantic? Is this what you define as romantic in this kind of circumstance? Or would you prefer a different circumstance where she's not married, well, he's not married, or the wife's not there. So say if the wife was in a, um, what do you call it, a nursing home, would you prefer that? Or if he didn't have a child? Because I know some people, I listened to a podcast the other day and they were talking about how most women now, if you're in a relationship or whatever, they don't care, they just want to fuck. So it's not like, I want to be in a relationship with you, I just want to fuck and let's keep you moving because they have, probably don't really care about who the other wife is or the other woman is or um, whatever the case might be. I personally, right now, to be very honest and frank, if I meet someone who I know, um, you know, outwardly has a partner, I wouldn't really be turned on anymore to have sex with them because it's like, come on. Like, you could have shut the fuck up and I wouldn't have to know. But now I know. So in my mind, it's disgusting and it's weird. And I would think of my partner, if I had a partner, going out and just embarrass because that's another thing you don't want someone to embarrass you like that i don't want to take part in that kind of embarrassment you know what i mean but that's a circumstantial meet cute that i thought was very interesting to start with and i I really really want to hear you guys opinions so um let me know what you think okay if you want to if you don't want to that's fine that's that's okay that's whatever but yeah, I've just been, you know, thinking about that. So it's Verity by Colleen Hoover. On to other things before we wrap up this episode. I want to recommend House of Dragons. Game of Thrones House of Dragons. So I have just forced my friends to watch that show. It's not something you don't need to watch Game of Thrones to watch House of Dragons. House of Dragons is actually a prequel, but again, you really don't need to watch Game of Thrones. I really, really recommend that show, and I think you guys should watch that show if you have good taste. Just watch that show. It's amazing. That's all I'm going to say. Black Adam came out in theaters with Dwayne Johnson, and 
I mean, DC has been very confusing lately, to be very honest with you guys. So, But I will say, I saw someone tweet something about this while I was trying not to scroll with Emily on Twitter. They're like, watching movies just to enjoy a good time and not necessarily be a critic is a lot better. And that's what I'm going to try to start doing again now. Because I remember when I was a kid, I was just happy to be in the theatre. So I'm just watching a movie and having a great time. And not really caring what the synopsis... Well, not synopsis, but um, like the plot twirls or the CGI, I didn't really give a shit. So I'm going to start doing that again. And also, for anyone who likes... So there's a series on um, Spotify... Well, wherever you listen to the podcast, it's called Soft Boys by Q Code. And it's a very, like, 10-episode miniseries about this girl who is swayed by... I don't want to say her conscience, but there's a soft voice. That's what I'm going to say. It's so It's such a vague explanation. But let me tell you guys something. That is the most enjoyable podcast I've listened to in a long time. I started it on Friday evening. I finished it by Saturday morning. It's just amazing. And, like, every episode is, like, probably 30 minutes or shorter. It's really, really sensational. I recommend that. So... With that, I bid you adieu. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 3D Therapy. Please, if you're listening and you like this episode and I enjoyed this episode and you want to be back for the rest of this weird series that I started, subscribe wherever you're listening, follow wherever you're listening, and rate this podcast on Spotify if you are listening on Spotify. And if you want your friends to hear this or your partner or whatever the fuck the case might be, send this to them. Who knows? And I will see you guys what you guys will listen to me or how 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 do i round this up in the best way i don't know um this always happens to me but so the next part of this series the next part of this episode thank you so much for listening i've been your host dami dare bye-bye